PT Pro Talk Podcast, the fastest way to increase your knowledge with the brightest minds of physical therapy in your pocket. Welcome to PT Pro Talk Podcast. I am Ariana Tondo, your host for today. In this episode, Jason Wass is going to talk about the NUBI, the Neurobioelectric Stimulator. Jason started his practice competitive edge performance in 2006 and he is the founder and owner of New PT Technologies. Jason helps physical therapy owners add a massive differentiator to their startup or existing practice by delivering the most return on their investment with a newbie. I hope you enjoy the show. Range Master has been specializing in professional grade at home and in clinic rehab tools for almost 30 years. All of their products are available through distributors at rangemasterpt.com and on Amazon. So either you stock items or refer patients to buy online, they've got you covered. One thing I love about Range Master, they offer all physical therapists free samples. Get yours today by going to rangemasterpt.com and click Get a Sample. Hi, Jason. Welcome to PT Pro Talk. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. And let's jump right in. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how did you get to where you are right now? Awesome. Well, uh, I'm a PT first and foremost, right? Um, I've been a PT since 1996, and um, I formed my private practice in 2007 with the goal of really just building a better PT practice. I worked for one of these corporate, you know, we talked a little bit before the call, and you worked for a corporate PT as well, right? And uh, I worked for a corporate PT practice, and I knew there had to be a better way of doing things. And so um, I started my practice in, 2007 with that intent um, you know we've been really lucky I've had a history of working with a lot of elite athletes uh, being in Tampa um, we have McDill Air Force Base here as well and so um, they've really been able to cater to like the military as well and uh, um, in 2017 um, I formed new PT Tech which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit when I started my practice, uh, leaving corporate America, I really needed that differentiator. We dabbled in a bunch of different things, like we used anodyne infrared therapy. Um, we had an early version of pulse electromagnetic field therapy called the magnosphere. Um, we even had a, um, you know, not everything was a really a great business move in, in my practice that I started. We tried to be a little bit different. So we actually built a ninja wall and we hired a guy from American Ninja Warriors, one of the big guys that was on American Ninja Warrior to teach ninja classes. And so, Needless to say, everything wasn't a great um, business decision, but uh, at the end of 2017, I was going through a bit of a rebranding. Um, uh, I built a boutique practice. You know, we had a bunch of, you know, famous athletes coming through to us. We had, um, you know, uh, people that were known in the business world coming to us, but we really didn't have a practice that was scalable. And I was thinking, man, I'm in my mid forties. Um, I have to like come up with like an exit strategy at some point, right? We had this practice that like the doctors sent their family members to and the attorney, attorneys came to us themselves, but I really wasn't able to scale my practice. So um, I kind of was searching through like, what am I going to do next? And I stumbled across who was on your show a couple weeks ago, Brian Gallagher um, with Meg Academy. And um, 
You know, my first meeting with Brian, I told him about my challenges that I was having as a private practice. You know, nobody would know. It's kind of almost like that Insta famous thing, right? You know, on the surface, this is an unbelievable practice. Everybody loves you. You're well known across the country, really, with athletes and this type of stuff. But I'm thinking, man, I'm never going to be able to exit. <laughs> I'm 44, 45 years old at the time, and I need to come up with a strategy to be able to scale. So, uh, and some of the challenges I shared with Brian was I was always working in the practice and never had really had the time to work on the practice. It was really, I really had a horrible work-life balance. Um, you know, you know, I had a difficult time finding that that proper like second, third, fourth practitioner that I trusted would have the same ownership interest as me in my practice. And if I did find a PT that had a great skill set, um, either they priced themselves out of the market um, or they just weren't the right fit for our company mantra. Um, I also had the mindset that I needed to be busting at the seams with patients on a waiting list in order to hire that next PT in order to be able to afford that next PT. And now that I realize after working with Brian and his team, that's really not the way to do it. You kind of, it's almost like the, you know, the field of dreams, build it and they will come. You have to kind of build that process in order to kind of fill the schedule. Um, I remember one of my first meetings with Brian, I told him, uh, you know, and I voiced my frustration because in my practice, most of the patients that would come to see us, if they'd been elsewhere for physical therapy, they had failed therapy at two, three, four other places. So they were all coming to me and saying, well, you know, basically with the attitude, physical therapy is okay, but it really doesn't work. I don't know why I'm here. It's kind of a waste of time. And I was like, man, this isn't great for like what people think in my mind of our profession. So I told Brian, I was like, I want to take physical therapy, the words physical therapy out of my practice name. And uh, Brian kind of did one of these kind of like, what are you talking about? You know, as he always says, it's like physical therapy is the best profession in the world. You are a physical therapist. Don't take it out of your name. Do something to change the way people think about physical therapy, right? And so that was like a light bulb moment in my head. And I've really spent the last three years of my life um, after discovering the newbie device, which we'll talk about a little bit more, uh, proprietary form of electrical stim. I really spent the last three years of my life you know, first of all, proving the concept works in a physical therapy practice. And I was able to scale my practice immensely by just adding, you know, a really good uh, coaching team, like the people at Meg added the newbie device. And I added, you know, a concept called four disciplines of execution, which is a book that's really good from a business standpoint to kind of have your whole team kind of be accountable to each other. Uh, but my mission since 2017 is to kind of really stand at the top of that highest mountain and share with other practice owners, like, like where I was and the success that others can have just by kind of adding technology to their practice. Um, since 2017, I've become the number one educator and distributor of the newbie device in the United States. Um, I've trained over 1200 therapists in how to bring emerging technology into their practice, how to scale it for optimal health and for cash-based services um, and everything from startup practices to existing practices that needed a rebrand like mine to clinics, you know, that were kind of in the same phase, clinic owners as me, where they're maybe in the last third of their career and they want to start looking at um, an exit strategy, but they need to enhance their business model. They need to be able to scale to add value to their practice on that kind of twilight of their career. So I'm happy to be here to kind of share some of those experiences with you. And, you know, we can dive in specifically to the technology and, and that type of thing, but that's kind of where I've come from. And um, I've gone from, uh, you know, in 2017, having myself and one other therapist and a few support staff, now we have 15 employees, we have three locations, and you know, I've been able to scale my practice to where I'm only working on the practice, doing things like this, talking to you, you know, sharing, you know, what I've learned with other, you know, practices and clinicians, 
And uh, I've been able to, you know, from 2017 to 2018, when we added these, you know, processes, we doubled our revenue in one year. And then from 2018 to 2020, we doubled our revenue again. And, you know, our projections are to double it a third time within the next two years. And without, you know, sacrificing quality, you know, we have people that are raving and, you know, I call our patients practice evangelists because everybody that comes to the door now without spending any money on marketing wants to kind of speak our praises by, you know, every therapist that's in our organization can get really a good result by just adding different technology and processes. So that's awesome. Wow. So let's talk about the newbie. So how did you start your interest in the newbie and what is it? Sure. Well, the newbie is uh, it stands. It's a, it's kind of a weird name, newbie, uh, but it stands for neurobiological electrical stimulation. It's a proprietary form of electrical stimulation that's pulse direct current instead of alternating current, like everything we see. So, I don't think you really want your audience to get into necessarily the physics, but I'll give you examples of how well it works and how it's helped other practices. Um, you know, like I said, I've always been kind of a gadget guy. I've worked with other devices over the years, but as physical therapists, we always get approached with these devices, whether it be the Alter-G treadmill or cold laser or, you know, a form of PEMF. And all these things work. They're proven to work. But it's really difficult to get return on investment. It's really difficult to use them against the broad spectrum of patients that come through the door. Um, the day I was introduced to the newbie really was a day that... Um, you know, led to completely changing my practice and like hundreds of practices across the country now. Um, back in 2017, one of our locations was in a bodybuilding gym, a satellite location, and the owner of that gym, his name is Ben Pakulski. And anybody that knows anything about bodybuilding has heard of Ben Pakulski. He's really famous in that world. He kind of calls himself the mindful meathead because he's very much a brilliant mind. And he does research and he teaches people how to get the best out of their bodies. And um, you know, I'd been there for a few years and he knew I was in the technology. And one day at the end of the summer in 2017, Ben said, Hey, Jason, I went to this bulletproof conference or some biohacking conference in Austin, Texas. And he met this guy named Garrett Saltpeter, who was the inventor of this newbie device. And it was even before the device was FDA cleared, but he told me I should check it out. So, um, anybody that knows Ben knows that he has such a overpowering presence. He doesn't like he doesn't small talk. He doesn't do anything like that. If he says something that you should check it out, you're going to check it out. So people that have heard of Ben are probably laughing on the other end of this podcast right now. Um, so I got online. I looked up NewFit, which is the company that makes the device, called the number, and Garrett Saltpeter, the engineer, neuroscientist, and inventor, is the guy that answered the phone. <laughs> so, so I spent about an hour on the phone talking to Garrett, and I felt right away that he was one of those people in his company that just wants to help improve the human species. He just wants to help people live their best optimal life, which is much different than any device company or any uh, um, rep that I've ever dealt with in my life. Usually they talk about CPT codes and how much more you could bill for this or that. And it's like, it just totally turns you off. So I was on a plane a few weeks later to go spend about a week in Austin with Garrett and his team. And I was there for one of their really early, like educational sessions on this device. He was in a facility that had, had to be like a thousand square feet or less. And um, you know, there was only me and one other PT in this training. There were about 15 of us. The rest of them were like biohacking people, uh, personal trainers, uh, body lifters, things like that. <clears throat> As a business owner, I remember being completely impressed by the facility in a space that was really small. As we were in there learning, he had about 50 clients coming in where there were these rogue, CrossFit racks, there are about eight of them, 
with a newbie device, which I didn't know what it was at the time, in between each one. And these people coming and going, walking past our lecture, like with a smile on their face, paying their money, leaving with an even bigger smile on their face. I'm like, man, any PT practice would love to have this model. 50 people a day coming in and paying all cash for getting better and recovering and rehabbing. And so, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, I need to kind of figure out how to utilize this device, bring it on in my practice you know, back in Tampa and figure out a way, does it really work in the physical therapy setting? And if it does, I mean, this is like Nobel Prize stuff, I thought in my mind, you know, written all over it. So fast forward, I bought one machine, I brought it into my practice and we were just like a testing ground. We were like a proving ground to see how does this work. I trained all my staff how to utilize it. <clears throat> and uh, by the end of the first quarter, um, just by really not even knowing how to use it, but just knowing the basic protocols, um, we had had our best first quarter in the history of my company just by getting referrals of people that were, you know, telling other people about it. And so over the course of 2018, we kind of started developing what I call quick start protocols with the device, just kind of the way I joke about protocols when I teach people is like, if you do something a thousand times, and it works 900 times out of a thousand times, you better start writing things down because it kind of works most of the time. And that's all I talk about when I develop protocols. Like most physical therapists, when they hear about protocols, they think of that really mean orthopedic surgeon that used to refer patients to them. And if you deviated like one letter away from the protocol, they called yelling at you saying they're never sending another patient to you. Protocols shouldn't be that way. It should just be like a starting point to break down the barriers and the walls from not wanting to at least try it, right? And so that's what we started doing over 2018, 2019, I decided, hey, we're onto something. I need to train other physical therapists and expose them to it. So throughout 2019, before COVID, um, we had one training in Tampa where I'd have 10 physical therapists come from anywhere in the country. And they would spend two days with me and my team just kind of learning about the newbie device. So it kind of spread that way. COVID hits, right, in 2020. And like, well, we can't do training anymore. What are we going to do? So that was a blessing in disguise from a business standpoint because it forced us to create a virtual learning platform, right? So we were doing all this training virtually. And over the course of 2020, I was able to train over a thousand physical therapists and oh, wow. using this technology, using this device. And then we started doing some traveling around that when it opened back up and kind of training other clinics. So that's kind of like um, how it came about. Um, and, uh, you know, what we're doing now is, um, really we've been able to add like a whole suite of complementary services and technology. We discovered that heart rate variability is very important. And by accident, we know the newbie can kind of, uh, positively affect the autonomic nervous system. And, uh, so it works unbelievably well for musculoskeletal injuries, but neurological patients, patients who have MS that haven't walked in years are walking after utilizing this device. You know, it has a positive effect on the immune system through the autonomic nervous system. So there's tons of different um, you know, uses for it. Um, and, and, you know, we can kind of go into how we uh, promote it and produce like cash-based services and optimal, optimal health services. But if you have questions on that, you know, I can kind of certainly answer some of those at this time. So it was interesting, like with the pandemic, it actually forced you to do something that allowed you to scale way more than what you would just do in person, reaching way more, way more PTs than just doing in person, probably. Yeah, and in our, um, we have a couple different levels of training, and our first level of, of, of training is really just exposing PTs that want to bring technology into their practice. And, and from talking to hundreds of clinics across the country, I found they have very similar um, challenges that I had. 
They're always working in their practice, not on their practice. They really have a hard time selling what they're doing. When I say sell, I don't mean that used car salesman. I mean selling like what product are you able to produce for your for your customers? And certainly as physical therapists, it's almost impossible for us to ask people for money. And so cash-based services, which, which we know are going to be more and more important with pending cuts that might be coming next year and, and doing that. And the average clinic out there has less than 10% cash-based services, and they don't know how to promote cash-based services. So, you know, by adding things like this technology, I could teach them how to turn, first of all, all of their clinicians into what I call that clinical wizard. And what I mean by that is, like, if you can have a new grad on your team, um, train them in adding this technology to their clinical decision-making and their manual skills that they may or may not have, but somebody that's very inexperienced, but a good person, a good therapist, you could train them in adding this technology and they'll get that aha factor like every time, like the first visit with a patient where they see some kind of positive change, you know, very mm -hmm. early, which is the best way to be able to scale. And then the patients, like I say, become your best marketer marketers because they start telling everybody about the great experience they've had in physical therapy. So it's really been kind of a win-win for everybody in that respect. That's awesome. So let me just ask you a little bit about more specific about the newbie. So how do you use in your practice and uh, what are its applications? Sure. Um, well, um, first and foremost, it's a class two medical device that's FDA cleared uh, as a class two medical device. Um, and, and the FDA actually um, cleared it for very specific things. I'm just gonna kind of read off the list uh, for maintain or maintaining or increasing range of motion, increasing local blood circulation, neuromuscular re-ed, which is one of the things that which is key from a standpoint of you know, what are we actually doing with the patient? Preventing atrophy, reducing spasms, preventing DVTs after surgery and managing acute and chronic pain post-surgical. Um, for musculoskeletal injuries, it's better than anything I've ever seen. We go through a process called mapping where I teach the people I, I train and using it that, um, let's say somebody has a shoulder issue, you map with the electrodes with a pulse direct current with each electrode and you find the spot where the patient feels it the most, we call it mapping. And so we know that unequivocally, those are two spots where there's probably sympathetic nervous system tone, where it's probably the cause of whatever dysfunction, whether it's pain, weakness, you know, injury. And uh, I'll give you a really good example with that. A patient that we as physical therapists probably dread seeing the most walk through the front door is that person that's a former patient. Um, the spouse calls you and says, you know, my husband bent over to tie his shoe and now his back's been locked up for three days. He's been in the fetal position on the bed because his back locked up. Still in the fetal position, but somehow his wife finds a way to prop him in the car, bring him to you. He walks in looking like Quasimodo, right? You know, he can't even like stand up past looking at the ground. And in my history of practice, I've never been able to get that person leaving on that day, you know, walking upright. You know, I'm thinking, man, like I could put a hot pack on you or a tens you know, unit and kind of wiggle your legs around a little bit, but you're still going to be walking like Quasimodo when you leave because it's so acute. Go to the hospital and get a Tordal shot or something, right? That person every single time will walk out completely straight just by going through this mapping process and doing just some simple movements. I know the most skilled manual therapists that have a gazillion years of training that know exactly where to find it, which is one in a million, probably can get them walking straight, but the average physical therapist that doesn't have that skill set can't, right? And so that's just a good example. From a standpoint of neurological conditions, um, we have MS patients. Um, Dr. Terry Walls is a, a pretty you know, well-known physician that has a champion for MS. 
she incorporates the newbie and all of her protocols. Well, patients that travel to us or travel to Austin, Texas, that haven't been ambulatory for a really long time. And after spending two weeks with newbie protocols, they're able to walk around the house. It's, it's crazy how good it works. Um, we're an outpatient orthopedic practice, so we really don't, we're not really the appropriate spot to see like a, a CBA patient, right? That has an arm that doesn't work, that's, that's in flexor tone. Well, we've had referrals like that. We have one patient in particular that had a stroke two years before he found us. He had flexor tone, no functional use of his left hand, applying this basic principles with the device within two weeks in an orthopedic practice where we're not really experts in neuro anymore, right? There's places that do that. Just by going through this process within two weeks, he was able to give a thumbs up. And within three or four weeks after that, he was able to hold on to a glass of water and actually drink with it, where he had an arm that was non-functional. I trained one clinician, his name's Leon Anderson up in uh, Ohio. He's got three or four practices in Ohio and he came to Florida in 2019 to train, brought it back within the first two weeks of having the newbie in his practice, he called me and he literally was like um, very like emotional, like tears in his eyes on the other end of the phone. He's like, Jason, I had my first miracle. I have a patient that I've known for 20 years, had a stroke 10 years ago, no use of his arm. He's actually able to use his hand now. He's like, I don't know how this happened, but it's like unbelievable. So stuff like that is what kind of moves me to kind of keep training people because you never know what's going to happen. And then I mentioned earlier, the autonomic nervous system, uh, we really found out by accident that it absolutely has a positive effect on the autonomic nervous system. Uh, we use a system to measure HRV, heart rate variability. And, uh, you know, if somebody has a low HRV, they're stuck in like a sympathetic you know, autonomic nervous system response, that stress response. If they have a high HRV, they're in that like autonomic uh, parasympathetic, which is the rest and reset. So um, we know that the newbie specifically with protocols can switch people out of a sympathetic nervous system bias and more into parasympathetic. And some of the clinical implications of that are um, just with stress, whether you're getting ready to take the SAT test or you're a corporate executive that's really stressed out, it absolutely helps with that. Immune function, there's studies that show it absolutely affects the uh, you know, immune function of your body. And then um, just with athletic recovery, a lot of us that work with high level athletes, if they're overtraining, we know they kind of get in burnout mode. But on this HRV device, their um, HRV is really low. You just go through 20 or 30 minutes on a master reset protocol on the newbie device, and we can kind of shift them significantly more toward you know, parasympathetic. So that was something that by just tracking HRV, like, oh, it also does this. And it's done this like thousands of times now. Okay, let's write a protocol about it. So that's how those things kind of develop. Um, I have plenty of examples, other examples of, you know, of how well it works from an orthopedic standpoint. Another patient was a uh, really high level CrossFitter. She was a college gymnast and she loved doing CrossFit. Um, pretty early when I had the device, she was assessed by a doctor because she blew out a disc in her back and the MRI looked so bad that her spinal cord was almost compressed two thirds of the way through with the disc. And she is really active. She's like, he's like, you're gonna have to have surgery probably next week. She had ridiculous symptoms into her leg weakness. He's like, but Jason has this new machine. He's been getting really good results. Just try it because you're gonna have to have surgery anyway. She comes in and she's not able to bend past like her belly button with her hands, nor did we want her to. We knew it was a disc issue. So we just went through the normal process, just kind of doing some simple movements on the newbie. She comes back the second session and she's able, she, with unsolicited, she goes, look what I can do. I feel much better. 
she palms the ground with her hands. I'm like, no, you gotta <laughs> don't do that, you know? And so she's like, it doesn't hurt at all. Look, I was like, okay, well. And so we had her doing some just bodyweight squats on the device. Within the fourth session, she sends me a video and I, I share it in some of my trainings. She's doing back handsprings across the entire hundred yards of a football field, symptom-free, back working out. To this day, this was two years ago, never had to have surgery. So like, how does that happen with a clearly structural disc that is almost protruding through the spinal cord and she's symptom-free within two sessions and doing back handsprings and getting back to working out symptom-free. So now she comes in once every six months for a tune-up when she feels a little bit of a, a symptom happening, but that's the type of impact this can have. And just think of in the average practice, which is your audience, like uh, adding this as one of the tools in their toolbox, like you know, she's referred probably 16 other people to us. She's also the chief like technology officer at one of the big hospitals here in Tampa. So she's like, you know, everybody that you know, even is going to other therapists, even in her own system, she's like, no, I don't care if you have to pay cash, go to see Jason and his team. They like saved me from, from doing it. So that's just kind of the, that's like the, the rule rather than the exception with this. So. Yeah. So I was going to ask about the type of results you had, but I think you already gave us a lot of examples. I don't know if you want to mention well, anything else. I'll kind of, I'll kind of touch on that with like the average practice. Cause like I said, we have over a hundred practices across the country that are utilizing it now, you know, over 1200 clinicians that are, you know, have been trained in utilizing it and talking to all them. We just did a survey on all the practices and the average practice that first of all buys one machine, and adds it to their practice, we have an average of 3.2 machines in every single practice by the end of the year. Because I joke with people, I was like, well, once patients and staff are fighting over the machine, it's time to get another one. And that's kind of worth it. It's not a hard sell whatsoever. They come to me like, I need another one. How soon can I get it? Uh, but across the board, it's utilized in 80 to 90% of all patients in every practice it's in. So it's really being able to be used across a very big spectrum. Um, we have one uh, practice that's called Health in Motion in Wisconsin. They're really, um, uh, I guess you'd say experts in applying the photo, FOTO, Focus on Therapeutic Outcomes, Outcomes Measure. They're, um, they're one of the top practices in the country that does that. And I was just looking up their stats. They, um, when they first adopted their newbie, they did a three month um, trial on a pretty high sample size. I think it was over 200 patients. Those that had the newbie treatment and those that didn't have the newbie treatment and the ones that had the newbie treatment did 50% better than the expected outcomes after the first month with a pretty significant sample size. 50% better than the ones that didn't get it. Um, they also had a 70, they went from a 70th percentile, which was already really good. Now all their patients that were getting new treatment were in the 80th percentile. So, you know, that's pretty big data. And uh, they were far above the national average when it came to outcomes. Um, just with the patients that were on the on the newbie device and now they're putting them in all of their seven or eight clinics you know throughout wisconsin um and the biggest thing um i guess the biggest way to describe like how does it impact you know people um i always tell the patient i treat the train the clinicians to tell the patient on that very first session when we go through the mapping process any therapist that's trained in this technology will find two spots on the quadrant of the body where the problem is with 100 certainty that that's at least part of the nervous system that's intervening and causing a, a, a problem. And so the patients start to think, well, I've never been told when I go to physical therapy, or even to my doctor, that you're going to be able to find something that's wrong with me with 100% certainty. So they already start thinking you're different. You're talking to them differently. And then we also tell them, we know across tens of thousands of cases within the first four treatment sessions, the patient's going to see a notable 
improvement or change in their symptoms, most likely for the positive. There's some that say they get sore, but overall in that four visit session, um, almost across the board, you tell the patient within four sessions, you don't have to guess whether physical therapy is going to work. We have a tool that we're going to add to your, our, you know, what we're doing with you that you will know within the first four sessions. And that's where the patients really start, you know, turning into that, you know, that, that marketer for us. Um, and it's reproducible across the board. It's very, very simple, you know, to utilize. So the patients start becoming intrigued. Um, they start becoming uh, engaged in their treatment. And, you know, it really hits that goal that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, where I wanted people to be excited to come to physical therapy. And, you know, nobody goes to physical therapy and tells all their friends on the street, hey, I'm going to therapy today. I'm getting, getting ready to go. Woo-hoo. You know, I'm going, like, it's like I'm going on vacation. Nobody says that, right? Their family and friends might know, but they don't, you know, they're not happy and excited about going to therapy where the patients that get on this technology as part of the treatment plan, they're all excited and happy. And it's just, I've never seen anything like it in my 25 years of being a physical therapist. It's just, it's just nuts. And I happen to be, you know, the lucky one that looked hard enough to kind of be the first PT on the planet to discover it and kind of had a venue to be able to kind of reach other people, which is kind of my goal over the next, you know, four or five years to get as many as possible. That's awesome. And I'm curious to ask you, so how do you use, do you use on top of normal treatment or like they do the exercises with the device? So how does it work? Like in it's magical terms? So you go through the mapping process and find the spots that are like the, the, you know, the engaged spots that you need to treat. And it really just works on the nervous system. It works through an afferent feedback loop to the brain, back to the muscle. Like for instance, the shoulder, um, you have to move while you're on the device. Once you find the spots, you actually have to move and you want the patient to move through a range of motion where they feel a spike in the intensity because we know it goes through an afferent feedback loop to the brain back down. So you turn it up to an intensity that's tolerable and four or five reps, they actually stop feeling the intensity again. So you bump it up, maybe four or five reps, they stop feeling it. So that's how we know there's an afferent feedback loop. So you, the patient has to move while they're on it. So a typical treatment session, somebody would come in do a little bit of manual therapy, talk to them, ask them how they've been doing. You immediately map the quadrant of the body where the problem is. Whatever interventions you do from a movement standpoint, whether it's Therax, Therac, um, you do that while they're on the machine. Keep it really simple, going from simple movements to more complex movements. Then the process of being on the device takes maybe 20 minutes of the entire treatment. And then when you get off the device, you do more manual or whatever else you're gonna do with them. But just by adding it as like maybe a third, you know, or less than half of a treatment session, it's really easy to utilize. And each device has two distinct treatment centers. There's two machines in one. So you can treat two different patients with two different protocols on one machine. And so um, that's basically how it's, it's utilized. But it's, and we have a whole, um, whenever anybody acquires the technology, you know, my company, New PT Tech, uh, we do all the onboarding for them. We have you know, our virtual training courses are approved for CEUs to get a clinical competency certificate. We do Zoom calls with them. We'll even co-treat. We talked about telehealth. We'll even co-treat with Zoom calls with the clinician until they get you know, well-versed. And as um, travel starts opening back up, I'll start doing more live you know, on-site um, clinic visits to kind of help their team kind of get used to basically how to talk to the patient, how to be confident in utilizing it. So that's kind of where we're going at this point. I mean, there's 30,000 physical therapy private practices in the U.S., and if we could be in 10% of them in the next five years, we'll be, you know, we'll be doing well. And that's kind of what we're shooting for. Yeah, no, very, very good. And then, so let's see if I understood, you can use to try to improve the range of motion. So if people have pain and can reach the, the, the final end range, or if they have pain in some movement, so you're just kind of like 
stimulating the area? Yeah, the best way to describe it is um, any intervention that you're already doing, um, multiply like 10x as far as how fast, how quickly, and how well it'll tolerate it. Like mm-hmm. uh, on a total knee patient, like a lot of the patients at Health and Motion were total knee patients. They would see patients for two weeks post-op, and they've had these orthopedists referring to them for 15, 20 years, right? Same patient, same protocols. They didn't tell the doctors about this new device they had. They would go back to see them two weeks post-op after just having a couple sessions. The doctors were asking them, what are you doing differently? Like the patients are coming back so much looser. They're, they have almost full range of motion in two weeks. They're walking normally. All of a sudden, like, have you done something different? Like, oh yeah, we added this technology, you know, that is really helping us get to that point. So basically what it does, it turns off the, in the rehab settings, it turns off that sympathetic, like, inhibitory muscle tone, right? Um, and so you're able to kind of utilize the actual stuff in your body, the nerves, the muscles that are actually wanting to work, like activating a quad after a knee surgery. You're not actually stimulating the quad to work harder. You're stimulating everything around it to not overprotect. So that's the best way to describe it. You know, I have one more example that is a really good example of that. I had a, a 30, 35 year old guy. He's still used to working out heavy, tore his pack off the bone, benching 315, his 15th rep at 315. The first question most physical therapists say, you're 35 years old, you have a regular business, why are you still benching 315 for 15 reps, right? But I know I learned not to ask those questions anymore because you, know, <laughs> so you got to kind of work around it. And so um, came into me before surgery, already knew he needed surgery, ecchymosis from his axilla all the way down to his waist. And I said, um, let's just say his name is Bob. It's not Bob, but I said, Bob, you know, you're going to have to have surgery. So I don't know like what we can do for you. So he's like, just use that machine. I used it on my daughter's ankle. It worked well. So pre-op, he, he comes to me. He's like, I can't even move this shoulder. I'm literally going to commit suicide. Probably if I, if I have to sleep three more nights like this, it's so much pain. I'm like, don't say that. I'm going to have to like tell people if you say, so let's not say that. <laughs> you know, he's, he's joking, of course. But um, so we just did mapping on his shoulder and his hotspots weren't even on the pack. It was on his trap and on his lap, things that were trying to overprotect. Just had him do like scap squeezes with his hands on a ball for like 10 minutes on the device. He comes back the very next day. He goes, look, Jason, I can do jumping jacks. I don't think I need surgery anymore. I'm like, Bob, you still need surgery. Like the pack is detached from the bone. <laughs> so he has surgery a week later. And the surgeon's probably like freaked out because he's like, there's this huge guy that could bench 400 pounds and I have to figure out how to retract this muscle back. He's probably thinking it's going to be a failed surgery because it's so like, it's such a difficult thing. And there's so much muscle there to pull back. In his post-op visit, the surgeon told him it's the worst tear he's ever seen in that muscle, but it's the easiest repair he's ever done. From a physiology standpoint, those two things don't go hand in hand, this big muscular guy, you know, and so needless to say, we rehabbed him on the newbie device after surgery as well. He was supposed to be out from not even be able to do a push-up for eight months. The surgeon cleared him to go back to doing full workouts, bench as much as you want within four or five months after surgery because of how quickly it helped him heal up. But we didn't do anything to enhance the muscle that they repaired. We just worked on everything around it. So it's a good way to kind of describe how it, how it works. Very interesting. And then I imagine with like all of these results that you're able to provide, the, 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 the cash conversation is much easier, less resistance and free marketing, right? Yeah, Everybody's that's referring. Part we, that's part of what we teach people. Like when you talk about cash services, if you have a product and everybody in your organization believes in that product and it's impossible not to because you have all these miracle after miracle after miracle, asking, you know, telling somebody it's a cash-based service should be as simple as asking somebody, can you please pass the salt across the table, right? You shouldn't be like anxious about asking for cash 
And so when you have a product and you get results and you're confident in that time after time after time after time, it's really easy to invent, you know, cash-based programs. And then we teach people to, you know, utilize the technology, you know, when people are coming through your door for physical therapy, but you do the master reset protocol and show them how their, you know, anxiety and autonomic nervous system can get reset as part of their physical therapy session. Maybe toward the end of their uh, plan of care, you do a strength session on the newbie because it really works well for enhancing muscles too on a different setting. You do that in physical therapy and you automatically can convert your current patients who are already coming to you for physical therapy into those optimal health, those wellness, those cash-based customers. And that's kind of what we teach rather than trying to teach a physical therapist how to get somebody to come from a gym down the street and just come in and work out with you. It's almost impossible to be successful like that, but you convert your physical therapy patients as you, you know, um, I guess you uh, expose them to these optimal health services and this other technology that you have, and it works really well to kind of convert, you know, a regular patient. The average clinic now that we work with has 30 to 40%, more like probably 20 to 30% cash-based uh, revenue coming in after they adopt this and utilize it for a while when they had 10 to 0%, you know, beforehand. So it's pretty amazing. And it just works by just utilizing it. There's no like master plan where you have to hire a marketing director and, you know, do all this gimmicky stuff to promote it, treat it on your current th therapy patients. And it just converts like, you know, almost automatically. It's, it's, I still don't believe it works. And I've been one doing it for three and a half, four years. <laughs> I guess it's just, it's, it's easier to visualize because sometimes our treatment is so like simple in terms, like we use our hands, you use like exercises. So sometimes it's hard for people to see the value as well. So when they see something and see the, the results and it's, it's just easier to attract people, it's kind of like justifying your pain. It's yeah, yeah we have, we've had a startup practice in, in Los Angeles that opened um, six months before COVID hit. Um, in the peak of COVID, and this is in California where they're really shutting everything down, um, he had a two week waiting list for patients to come into his practice and he attributed that primarily to the differentiator, differentiator he had with the newbie. Um, he actually, in his second year in business, he won practice of the year in his area as a startup. And he had like five or six other practices in LA that were you know, around for like 10 years before him. So it's been very successful for startup practices to kind of utilize and get that differentiator to where it's hard to pull these patients from physicians and from other therapy places that have been there forever. Like, yeah, another new guy, another new girl. You know, you might be good. You say you do one-on-one. -on -one. Everybody says that now, you know, but when they, when the patients come back and say, Hey, I got better so much quicker. Like with the examples that I showed you, that's what helped him become practice of the year, you know, in second year in business. It's the, you know, crazy. That, that's our market right there. Yeah, exactly. Free marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we transition to our final questions, Jason, do you have anything else that you want to add about the, the, the newbie, the, 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 the cash pay part, the health and wellness, anything else? Just that, um, like I said, the newbies evolved into like a whole technology suite. Now we teach people how to utilize heart rate variability, which is a relatively inexpensive, but very powerful tool where you can use it for evidence-based practice. If somebody comes in really down in the dumps, you're not gonna do an intense session. They come like their scores look really good. You could beat the crap out of them and do an intense session. So whether it's an athlete or whether it's somebody has a neurodegenerative disease, we use HRV. I also really like using pulse electromagnetic field. We have a couple different devices that really helps reset that nervous system as well. Um, you know, musculoskeletal ultrasound. And we're also starting to get into helping startups really figure out how, what's the most economical way to have a very modern looking and very modern setup for a clinic 
uh, with the least expense possible. Like we use luxury vinyl tile on the walls to make it look like a, you know, like a facade wall that, you know, looks good. And, you know, we have this TRX, uh, TRX makes these uh, bays that you can kind of do everything athletic, but you can put them in the middle and bolt them to the ground and not have to have all this really expensive equipment. So different things like that, that we've kind of evolved into that we're starting to do now more and more. And so all that's on the new PT Tech website, which I'm sure we can kind of give that information to people, um, you know, once they listen. But the blog section on the new PTTech.com website is the best place for any of your listeners to get just a snapshot. There's so we have a really good marketing guy that writes that helps us write the blogs and like is very um, low attention span. Um, high value when you look at them. So if you just scroll through our 50 or so blogs, uh, that'll be the best way for people to kind of, you know, get initial information. I'm always available. I do this pretty much all day long talking to people. So I'm always available for that. So, so shoot with your final questions. <laughs> uh, so any resource of information that you like uh, to share with our, our audience? Yeah, um, I, I really like podcasts. I mean, driving in the car like yours, and I listen to Brian Gallagher, The Secrets of the Top yeah. 10%. I like listening to a lot of motivational podcasts, um, a lot of the biohacking you know, group. Um, Motivation Hub is one I just found on YouTube, which is really good. You know, I'm on the treadmill in the morning. I listen to Motivation Hub, and it kind of gets me in the right mindset. <laughs> Um, but also, I really recommend getting a mentor, a coach, especially for the startup practices. Don't wait till you're 10 years in like me, kind of at a crossroads saying, what am I going to do now? If I would have had a mentor like, you know, you know, Brian Gallagher and his team, and there's plenty of other good coaches out there, but, you know, I feel like he's the best because that's who I work with. Um, but uh, just get somebody early on. You may think you can't afford it, but you can't afford not to. It's like, it's well worth it. When I hired you know, my first uh, consultant or my first coach, I had actually borrowed money from a patient who was actually a good friend of mine and paying back. And so, but you either have to be at the end of your rope, <laughs> you're, I got to go down this crossroad, or you got to believe that it is well worth the expense to get a coach and a consultant and a, and a business service that helps you kind of learn the business side. Cause we're not taught to be entrepreneurs or business people, right? Definition of entrepreneur. I have a sign in my uh, my other office. It's you jump off a cliff and build a plane on the way down, right? Uh, if you don't build that plane, the first, you know, if you don't build that plane on the first one, you're not going to be around anymore. So, getting that coach can help you build that plane quicker. And each time you kind of learn to build a plane quicker and quicker and quicker. But if you've never done it, you only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know, right? So it's really important to you know get somebody that knows what they're doing and and has been through it. And, and they're only the experts because they probably failed thousands of more times than us. They yeah. just learn from those failures and then they pass on what not to do. So, you know. Yes, exactly. And what would be the best advice you give to clinicians that are starting their careers? Don't be afraid to try something new. I know um, we're all about evidence-based practice. And like, for, for instance, the newbie device, there's tons of research that's being done now, peer-reviewed and clinical research. But Three years ago, there was nothing. It was just the FDA clearance that they had. And if I didn't have an open mind enough to at least try it, you know, um, it probably wouldn't be in the PT world like it is now. I certainly wouldn't have had the success in my practice. So um, just be open-minded. As PTs, we're kind of very conservative-minded. And the first question I got early on when nobody knew about the newbie is, show me the research. I don't want to do it. There's one practice, another practice in Ohio that had that mindset. We were at PPS and I worked on this uh, two years, three years ago. We were at PPS in Orlando and I worked on this person's back in the lobby on the newbie and that person converted and now has six 
Rosetta machines in, in their practice in Ohio. But it was, it was, I was like, I don't blame you. It's something completely new. It's not, you know, it's, it's relatively expensive and, you know, nobody knows about it, but it's been like game changer for everybody. Now we've kind of gained some traction. It's a little bit easier, but you still, the first question I get and I expect it is where's the research and how does it work so good? And, you know, you know why does it work and all that stuff, you know? And what personal qualities or abilities that you think are important to become a successful physical therapist? Um, a physical therapist in general, um, again, you just, again, I think you need to be open-minded. You need to really be open to, um, one of these motivational speakers said, uh, put in five to seven years when you first get out of school, perfecting your trade, get a mentor, whether it's in business, whether it's in learning your clinical skill, but don't plan on kind of, like I said, being this Insta famous physical therapist when you first get out thinking you're going to be, you know, successful you're going to be fulfilled throughout your career i mean i worked in acute care and home health and all these other practices before i went into outpatient and then i was a ceo of a company an outpatient company a small company and then i started competitive edge but if i didn't take all those steps um i don't feel like i would have had the you know the mindset and the vision and the experience to do that so don't rush it you put in that time to really learn your trade get a mentor in the first you know five to seven years you will be successful for the rest of your life as opposed to trying to get that quick fix which sometimes is a challenge in this age of social media and instant gratification and things like that but i promise you i'm proof you know it took me until i was in my mid-40s to finally get over that hump to where you know like i said double my revenue in the first year of adding these things in 2017 double it again two years later and, and going to be doubling it again it's not all about the money but money helps you add that work-life balance and it's allowing me to do this stuff and reach thousands of therapists across the country as opposed to being in my bubble in tampa florida and living a fulfilling life as a professional but um i never knew i would be a good educator or kind of um outreach person in the pts and i love i absolutely love it and i never would have thought that when i first met with brian he's like what do you want to do do you want to still work in the clinic do you want to be out of the clinic just managing it and I'm like that PT. I want to help people. I'm going to be in the clinic forever. Well, I don't realize that I could reach so many people and have them help so many other people by just kind of talking about this stuff to them. So it's been an evolution for sure. And I'm, I'm happy I took the plunge, you know, three years ago. Yeah, I think there are many other ways that we can provide value as PTs and not necessarily be on patient care. So sometimes you don't even imagine that scenario or think about it. So it's, it's a consideration to to make and just like um, yourself reaching people with the podcast i mean yeah, it's like you're, exactly you're an audience, you know that and i appreciate yeah. you having me to be able to kind of you know talk about what i do as well yeah that's that's what it's all about talk about different ideas and things and uh i talked to brian and he told me about you about the the newbie and 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 these different things. So everything that I see that it's interesting and different, like I'm bringing in, let's talk about it and share the information with other PTs. I think that's that's uh, helping each other and bringing different possibilities. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I came across a really cool quote and it's really powerful. It was, I think it was on a, um, I think NewFit posted it on their Instagram, you know, last year. And the quote was, it's really a question It says, um, one day or day one right and when i deal with think about that is it going to be your one day one day i'll have time to hire another therapist one day i'll have time to pay all my bills one day i'll have time to expand my practice 
or are you going to make up your mind? Is it going to be your day one? Back in 2017, when I met Brian, I discovered the newbie. I was like, I'm doing something different. This is my day one to kind of change my life, change my practice, change my relationships with my family, you know, build that work-life balance. And, and I'm so happy to be able to add a little piece to all these other practice owners and physical therapists out there to say, hey, I'm like rags to riches right here. <laughs> you know, I had a great practice, but it wasn't, it was just always going to be that one practice. I was, I was like a, a victim of my own success of just having this boutique practice where people loved coming to me, but I couldn't do anything else with it. And so that was my, my day one. And so whenever the most successful practice owners that I've worked with over the past three years are the ones that, okay, this is my day one. And they make up their mind, they invest in equipment or they invest in a coach and they're like, I'm going to move forward and just trust those consultants or experts or coaches. If you're going to hire them, um, just trust them because, you know, your day one will turn into, wow, how did this happen in the past three years to get to where I am now compared to where I was? And it's been really cool. Awesome. And Jason, for the PTs that are leasing and want to know more about Nubi, about you, more information you said about your blog, your website. So do you want to just give us the, sure. how they can reach you? Sure. Um, it's, it's spelled like neurological. So it's new PT tech, N-E-U-P-T-T-E-C-H.com. And I'm sure we could post it on the notes yeah. and stuff like that too. Right. And then the blog section is a really good first place to start. And if you really want to dive deeper into what is the newbie and how can it possibly help my practice, on the homepage on our website, um, they can sign up for CEUs for the intro virtual training course. And that I tell people after they take that six hour online course, which flows really easy, there's a lot of patient examples and things like that, they will absolutely know whether they need to add it to their practice, to their use as an individual PT. There will be no doubt on if and how it will possibly help them in their practice. So, but feel free to reach out to me as well. Now, the email that comes from the website goes directly to me still. Um, so, uh, we haven't gotten so big that I don't answer things myself. <laughs> we do have a support team, but, uh, just get to the website and reach out to me and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason, for taking the time to talk to us today and share all this information. I'm going to make sure to put all your contact info on the show notes so people can just check it out. And, um, I really appreciate it and hopefully they're going to help a lot of other PTs to implement this new technology on their clinics and be more successful. Thank you so much. And I tell people, if you're just like, well, I don't know, just get in touch with me. There's never, we just want to give you information and that's how we've been successful. So we will just answer questions. And if it ends up being like a 3 a.m., you wake up like me and have to write a text because you think of something or email, feel free to do that. I won't think uh, anything of you because that's how I operate too. So just reach out for info. We'll be happy to help you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Questions, suggestions, or topics you want to hear about, talk to me on ptprotalk.com. Join our email list to receive updates and new episodes and subscribe here. Tell your friends about it and be sure to share. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We are going to publish today's video recording on my YouTube channel, so you can check the link out in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next time. <music>